Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman Colorado. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hey, we've got a great show in store for you, and we're going to kick it off with our good friend Ryan Resch. Bighorn Firearms, they are 2175 South Jasmine in Denver. Bighornfirearms.com is the website, and their number 303-758-9423. Ryan, good to see you, sir. Good to see you too, Scott. Yeah. Feels like it's been a while. Man, it has yeah. been a while, and I tell you, it's just so busy through all the holidays, and you know, and just getting through all that, and then just man, we were just talking before we came on air here. Um, these now, New Year seems like it was four months ago. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what happened. January was a long month for sure. It was, and, uh, and it's gone. So, yeah. Yeah. and you guys spent some time in January at the Shot Show. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Tell us about that a little. Uh, trade show season for for the firearms industry. Um, man, it's uh, it's one of those events that uh, you just you got to go there and see it to see it. It mm-hmm. is an industry only event, and they've gotten really strict about how they verify who's getting um, badges to get in and out of there. Uh, it's from what I understand, it's not like how it used to be, where you know sometimes people could fake their way into it um it is an industry only event a lot of the big all i mean pretty much all the big players there with huge booths i mean it's it's impressive the the way that they put this together and Mm -hmm. i don't know what amount of time it takes them to do it but they're a gun show booth we're not using the word booth here like (laughs) i mean dude i mean it's some huge square footage isn't it yeah i mean it's like walking into a big box store some of some of these booths are like walking into like a big box store of (laughs) smith and wesson or um whatever and some of them have second stories and you know it's it's a lot of there's a lot of big stuff going on behind the scenes there we're we're kind of little little fish in that pond Mm -hmm. in that respect because there's a lot of big money deals going on at that event uh there you know some of these uh so-called booths they have you know big private offices and all these things going on behind the scenes that you kind of you can kind of catch a glimpse of but you almost don't even know it. it's kind of like camouflage right in front of you um it's it's a sight to see it's really great you get out there and you start running into people that you know you met last year or the year before that or people from you know other local shops that you know i recognized uh, you know from here in colorado just walking through there and you gotta understand this is like an attendance of like a uh a baseball game or something sure, like sure. that thousands that. and thousands yeah. of people yeah so i mean it's just a sea of faces and all of a sudden you just see you know, <laughs> know that is uh, rich from the springs or something and you're like right. hey what's going on man you know and right. you didn't really have plans to to see him there but it's like you know you start making those connections and you know you establishing yourself as somebody who is really serious about mm-hmm. being a part of this industry and uh it's it's really nice being out there and you know getting recognized and seeing old faces and shaking hands and making some new connections uh that maybe are going to be some of the best you know connections you've made in a long time sure um it's it's really a great event there's a lot of nightlife uh you know it's in las vegas so (laughs) there's all that going on too so there's lots to do um outside of the event as well 
it, it turns into a pretty long week pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but uh, it is definitely something that if you are in the industry, you shouldn't miss it. Right. So. Now, let's talk a little bit of, you know, gone through a lot with gun laws. Of course, the three-day wait thing uh, is in effect, and that's, you know, everywhere in the state. Kind of talk about that a minute and the adjustment to that for, for you guys and for customers and kind of how that's gone in conversations with customers. Yeah, so, you know, it, it's been a fairly easy transition. I mean, a lot of people were pretty you know unhappy about the the decision to push forward on on this thing um, but we've experienced this in the past with long cbi wait times it's it's really not a whole lot different than right. that like let's say during covid at one point i think background checks were taken two weeks oh, no, right, yeah. um you know so we've been able to adjust to it pretty quickly and and um guys and gals that have been buying guns and you know um, into this hobby for a longer time you know didn't really other than the fact of just like feeling like you're bowing down and taking a knee you sure, know sure. and having to do this thing that you don't think is fair you know aside from that you know it's just like oh okay we've done this before right. um so the way that we're operating is we make the sale um at that you know as we're starting to make the sale and talk to the customer if it's a new customer we tell them what you know that it's a a 72 hour wait from the time of approval and we explain everything so there's no surprises um once we get you uh submitted uh we wait however long the background checks are taken typically let's say 15 minutes Mm -hmm. once we have the approval we take payment in full for the item um the item is yours and now the clock starts on the 72 hour wait okay as soon as we get the approval, we timestamp our paperwork so we know, hey, on uh, Friday at 2.15 p.m., you can come and pick up your gun. And uh, I, I know some of the bigger box stores and some of the other shops are just basically calling it a four-day wait. They're not counting the yeah, day of purchase. I mean, a lot of stores doing it in yeah. different ways. Yeah. yeah, just to play it safe, and that's understandable. But, you know, we're we're pretty competent guys, and, you know, we can put a time stamp on there, and then when we you come to pick up, we make sure that we're exceeding that 72-hour um, wait time by at least – 10 seconds sure. and we're good to go right, right. and uh, and everybody and all the requirements have been satisfied so you know new customers and customers that haven't bought guns in a while sometimes they're surprised by it and they don't even know anything about it mm-hmm. you know and uh, that just kind of shows you like they do these things and they don't really inform people they kind of leave it up to yeah. gun stores and the the uh, gun community to inform everybody mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and we've got a whole new batch of uh gun uh legislation in the in um in the capital right now right um some pretty rough stuff too if it passes i mean it's just you know it's just that incremental you know thing chipping where away, it's like yeah they, they just keep chipping away at yeah us. <laughs> it, it does it doesn't you know it's uh death by a thousand mm-hmm. uh pokes you know and it's like that's what's happening and that's how they're that's how they're doing it and and pushing forward on on this agenda which i mean you know not to put my tinfoil hat on but is just really to disarm the population you know it's much easier to control um mass of people if they're unarmed so and there's some things in california i saw were like ammo i saw a few companies not shipping ammo to california now because of a background check on Mm -hmm. ammo 
Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, like I think ammo has to ship to an FFL and yeah. they have to do a background check. There was recently, a, I think, a Supreme Court ruling or something like that that blocked it. And then uh, I don't know that it's been reversed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's it's hard to keep track on that stuff. I, I mean, it's, uh, it's always changing. There are some good websites out there, and there are some softwares that actually track uh, – this sort of thing. So I, I do get notifications in my inbox when things in other states change. Um, but, you know, it's it, it can become very uh, difficult to navigate what you can and can't do these days, know. you know, because yeah. uh, every state's different. Uh, you know, even in some local jurisdictions, it's different from city to city or county to county. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, uh, it's by design. Sure. You know? Absolutely. So. Again, Ryan Resch is with us. It's Bighorn Firearms. They are located at 2175 South Jasmine in Denver. Um, now, a couple of cool things you were telling me kind of came on air here. Um, you said you got some new video through Google that mm. people can check out. Tell us about that. Yeah, so we just um, had a uh, 360, basically like a street view tour of the interior of, of the store. Um, so that the images are, are up live now, um, basically waiting for Google to do their thing and kind of connect them so you can go from one to the next and kind of actually walk through, physically walk through the store. Kind of a virtual tour. Yeah, yeah. 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 And uh, so if you go to our, uh, if you go to Google and you type in Bighorn Firearms, on the right-hand side, you'll see our My Business page. Click on Photos and then select the 360 tour photos. Um, all the individual photos are up and you can click on them and you can actually look 360 and see all of the interior of the store. You can see all the displays and all the products that are displayed there, high-resolution photos. So right now, mm. you kind of have to go back and forth to to get the actual kind of tour feel, Uh, but you can actually look 360 degrees on each of one of those photos. It's really neat. Um, I think it's a really great feature. It's going to allow people to basically visit us and kind of see what they're getting into before they get there. And I think once they see what they're getting into, why would you not want to come down? Absolutely. um, We've done a really great job keeping the store organized. Um, having the product displayed properly, everything's well lit, it's clean. Um, we get lots of compliments on that. You know, mm-hmm. uh, it's something we we take pride in, and uh, and I think it it shows shows forward when you uh, actually hear that comment back from a customer. Yep. I mean, they're coming in to look at guns. They you sure. know they have no reason to compliment you on the. Uh, how well organized your stuff is or how clean your store is or something mm-hmm. like that. But we hear it all the time. And yeah. it's, uh, it, it's nice. So no, it is. It is. So yeah. we really wanted to showcase that with this, this opportunity came up and um, thought it was really neat. And uh, we wanted to be able to showcase that to people even out of state, you know, mm-hmm. who maybe aren't going to come visit us anytime soon, but they're doing business with us on gun broker or through right. our e-commerce site now they can actually look at the store and see what the mm-hmm. store looks like so yeah, it's really cool. cool excited about that yeah good deal now one part of your business you do consignments um and you know like you're always in the market for for good guns and things so kind of explain a little bit i mean about your consignment program and then uh maybe what are some things this time of year you're looking for yeah um you know, consignment is is open. We are actively seeking high quality items for consignment. Um, we are typically looking for, you know, higher dollar items for the consignment program. It's just a better fit for everybody mm-hmm. um, when we start talking about, you know, consignment fees and things like that. 
um, you know, so let's just say, you know, $500 and up um, are really ideal for consi the consignment program. We're looking for mostly older guns. Those do really well um, for us on consignment. We have a good following through websites like gunbroker.com, which is an auction site. And, uh, you know, we we do all the work. We take the photos. We have a great following there now, too, and we are actively listing every week. Um, most of our listings go up on Fridays, and so where it's kind of getting around and guys are realizing this, uh, and they're now we're getting repeat customers through GunBroker. Um, they're seeing that we're posting new things every week, and we have really great items that we're posting up there. So older guns, hunting older shotguns so bolt actions shotguns either pump action semi-auto winchesters colts um remingtons those are really great stuff with wood stocks sure. wood and metal i mean that's the stuff <laughs> that guys are willing to pay premiums for when they can find good quality older merchandise like that um collectibles you know things like hk p7s um anything that has like a cult following you know like hk or colt sure or and that was not a play on words but uh cult following for colts or <laughs> winchesters um old marlins things like that you know that's the type of stuff that guys are actively looking for on there they're like keywording and searching for those things on a regular basis right. weekly um in some cases probably a couple times a week and um you know those guns do really well there they bring a really great premium uh gun brokers just been hot for that type of inventory so if mm -hmm. you have anything that fits that bill bring it down um ask for ryan you can also email me directly ryan at bighornfirearms.com send me some pictures and kind of give you an idea of how things are going to work um and we're also offering a special uh uh, consignment fee for the uh, sportsman of colorado listeners as okay. well as the haystack listeners we're going to do 20 percent all in okay, there, cool. there's no hidden no hidden fees at the end um that includes all of your gun broker fees includes you know all of the photography the listing fees um the customer service the shipping i mean we do it all you just mm -hmm. bring the gun we say this looks great here's how much we think it could sell for we sign a uh, draft draw up a little paperwork so everybody's got something you have something to show that we got the gun and uh, we have something to show that you agreed for us to sell the gun and then we get right to work right. um we do all the heavy lifting you just bring and i don't think people realize if you took just a time in the quality of pictures it takes on these i don't think people understand ryan that the time it takes on every gun how many pictures yeah um i would say on like kind of a you know just a regular old gun like nothing <laughs> that requires the additional phot photography mm -hmm. um you're looking at 20 pictures you know high quality um professionally lit studio photos sure product photos of the gun um you know if you don't have the setup for that i mean you know, I've, I've looked at inventory there. I've bought guns off a gun broker. You know, it's sometimes it's hard to really know what you're buying when it's like a picture of a gun on somebody's bed with, you know, <laughs> yeah. some clothes laying there or something like that. Or they're laying on the floor yeah. or on their gun bench in their reloading room and there's a whole bunch of tools and junk in the background. It really, you know, and the lighting's poor. It, it makes it really hard to, mm -hmm. to bid with confidence. And what we do is we allow the customers to bid with confidence right this is the gun that you're buying here are the best photos that you could possibly get of this gun 
there's no surprises. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's really what you're paying for. Um, we, we turn it around really quick. We have, we have a high turnover rate on our consignments. Um, we're not just going to take the gun, put it in the rack, lean it up against the wall, and hope that, you know, Bob rolls through the door and sees it and goes, I've been looking for one of those for the last 10 <laughs> right. years, right. you know. That that works in some cases, and sometimes we do we will sell mm-hmm. them like that. And if, if for some reason before we get a post on Gumbroke or somebody sees it in the store, hey, you know we we're uh, pretty negotiable on on the fees at that rate. But right. um, if we're going to do the whole professional production of it, we typically charge twenty five percent. But for your listeners, we're going to do twenty. Um, we're looking for good consignments. Like yeah. please just bring them down. Send me some photos. Um, let's get to work on it and get some cash in your pocket. Absolutely. Again, if you're just joining us, Ryan Resch is with us. Bighorn Firearms, 2175 South Jasmine Street in Denver, and that's just off of Evans there, 925. Their number is 303-758-9423. All right, now you had some good things going on in January, so kind of what's going on for February as far as some specials and things. Yeah, so we're, we've kind of got our promo scheduled out for the whole year, which is great. We haven't done that in the past, and this is really nice to just kind of have things be a little more predictable and be able to put the extra effort into making sure the word gets out so people right. know that we have these promotions going on. Um, we really try to not skimp on the promotions, too. I mean, for me, it's got to be – like, if it's going to be a, a good promotion, it's got to be good, you know. Mm-hmm. I, you know, nobody wants to – make a special trip out for to save 20 bucks these days because we all know what 20 bucks gets you sure. it's not a whole lot right. so um we are do, running a 20 percent off first aid and trauma supplies and kits anything in store or anything we can special order for you is going to be 20 percent off for the entire month of february um a lot first aid and trauma is something a lot of people overlook as being an important part of your range bag um you know, or something you have in your truck. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it might not be something that that happens at the range. I've been fortunate enough to not have to be a first responder yet in my life, right. um, but I I'm prepared to do that if if the situation arises. But I've spoken with lots of people, um, whether they be customers or friends or family members, who have had to be a first responder. And if you're not prepared and you don't have the right equipment, you're not going to be a whole lot of help. Mm-hmm. So, um, and sometimes, you know, man. 60 seconds two minutes can mean life or death to someone absolutely absolutely um tourniquets uh combat gauze and this isn't just for gunshots you know turn somebody could get in a motorcycle wreck Mm -hmm. you know somebody could be in a car wreck or something and you may need to apply a tourniquet so um those are super important and if you're ever traveling with somebody like when uh dagan and i were heading out to to shot show i let them know i said hey i've got tourniquet here in my backpack on this outside pocket and then on the inside i've got a full trauma kit with bandages and gauze and all the the good stuff you need to stop the bleeding so you know it's good to let people know where it's at or make it obvious that it's there Mm -hmm. so i've got um two individual kits um in my truck and then i've got uh, a full individual kit in my backpack at all times and then i also carry an extra tourniquet right so um, we have all those supplies in the store, and uh, they vary in price depending on what you're getting into. We also have some basic first aid kits, which you should have as well. Um, I, since I've had kids, I've used my first aid kit on the go countless times. It's you know just and that's just basic band aids, bug bites, uh, 
antiseptic and, sure. and all you know all the, the little basics that you need for that sort of a uh, injury but uh, i use that stuff all the time yep. so um, we've got different varying like kits in size and price so come in we can kind of show you what we have if you want something bigger or something that we don't have in the store let us know we'll order it and the discount will apply to the special order as well uh, also, we are going to be doing, we were going to send out an uh, email campaign on Friday, so we'll leak it here first. Uh, we do have um, a President's Day sale coming up. It's going to be a three-day sale. Okay. It's going to be a good one. The 15th, 16th, and 17th of February, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's going to be 10% off guns, 15% off optics, and 20% off accessories store-wide. Wow. All right. 10% so. off guns. 15% on optics. 20, 20 off accessories. All right. Yeah, cool. So we got all the categories covered there. Um, no surprises. Just come on down. Um, good opportunity to save some serious bucks, especially if you're buying guns and optics. Yeah. Um, and then maybe a range bag and some sure. hearing protection. Uh, you, you know, you name it. We got a discount for you, so um, three-day sale. All right, cool. Once again, it's Bighorn Firearms, 2175 South Jasmine Street in Denver. And what are your hours through the week? Uh, Tuesday through Friday, 11 to 6, Saturday, 10 to 5. All right, 11 to 6, then Saturday, 10 to 5. And, hey, when you go in, let them know you heard them here on the show, and we would appreciate that very much as well. And. And once again, hey, if you got some farms you're looking to consign, hey, give Ryan a call uh, there at the store. And uh, if it's over X amount of guns, I mean, if somebody just said, hey, man, I don't want to bring 30 guns into a store or something like that, they can call you and you guys can figure that out too, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, let me know. And uh, me and one of the guys can come drive out to you and pick them up, see what you got, look at them, talk you through it. Basically the same experience you'd have in the store just in your home. So if you've got, you know, more than uh, a few guns and you're not comfortable uh, driving them down to the shop, I mean, in some cases, you know, if it's the right gun and it's one gun, we'll come we'll come see you for that too. Okay. Um, just uh, email Ryan at bighornfirearms.com, a couple pictures, brief description, what you're looking to do with the with the uh, items, and uh, we'll get the conversation going, and we'll do the best we can to make you comfortable and take care of you. Um, and... Uh, yeah, get you get you taken care of the way you need. So, all right, good deal. Well, man, our time's about up, but I appreciate yours. And uh, man, glad things are going well for you. And uh, we got some other things going to be happening throughout the summer. We'll just keep everybody abreast every month with what's going on at Bighorn Firearms. Yeah. But there's always going to be something. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> come on down, check it out, meet the guys. Um, let us know that you heard us on, on the radio here. All right, hey, twenty percent on the consignment fee, and uh, again. There's a lot of work that goes into that, and I promise you these guys are great guys, a great store, and uh, they'll treat you right at Bighorn Firearms. 2175 South Jasmine. Once again, the number, 303-758-9423. Ryan, thanks again. Thanks, Scott. It's been great. You're listening to Sports from Colorado. we got to take a quick break, and we'll be back with more right after this. Hey, Scott Watley here wanting to introduce my friends over at Peak Honda World. They are Colorado's number one Honda Power Sports dealer for a reason. They are knowledgeable, friendly, and when it comes to Honda, they know their stuff. They are located in Littleton and have everything you need to take your hunting season to the next level. If you're looking for a side-by-side with more space and power, go big with a two- or four-seater Honda Pioneer. So go see my friends over at Peak Honda World in Littleton and tell them Scott Watley sent you. 
For your safety, read the owner's manual, wear a helmet and eye protection, always wear your seatbelt, and keep the side nets and doors closed. Honda side-by-sides are for drivers 16 years and older. With hail season behind us now and snow season fast approaching, we here at Roof Savers Colorado want to help ensure that your roof can brave whatever elements this season ushers in. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we pride ourselves in helping homeowners evaluate the best option for their situation. If you're looking to get more life out of your current roof, we offer a 100% plant-based rejuvenation treatment that gives new roof performance without all the new roof costs. However, in the event a replacement is necessary, we will also work with any insurance company to get a damaged roof the replacement it needs. Do not let your home fall victim to the ever-changing Colorado climate. Be proactive and set up your free inspection to receive an honest evaluation of the condition of your roof. Call today at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com to keep your roof ready for wherever Colorado throws its way. Hello, pet lovers. Did you know that most of our pets have some degree of dental disease by the time they reach the age of three? Since February is Pet Dental Health Month, it's the perfect time to put a spotlight on the health of your pet's smile. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and from my friends and my vet, Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, here are two things you can do to help your pet's teeth and gums stay healthy all throughout the year. Number one, keep that annual checkup and get your pet's dental cleaning done if your veterinarian says it's needed. Tartar buildup leads to gum inflammation, systemic infections, tooth loss, and pain for our pets. Since our pets can't tell us when their mouth hurts, it's up to us to watch out for them. And number two, practice at-home dental care for your pet. Regular toothbrushing, oral rinses, dental chews, and feeding a food specifically designed for oral care can go a long way keeping your pet's teeth and gums healthy. Preventative care can also help minimize the number of professional dental cleanings your pet will need throughout its lifetime. If you'd like us to help your pet get a fresh start on dental care this year, just call us at 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. You can also read more about pet dental health on our blog page at LoneTreeVet.com. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, it's never too late to help your pet have a clean and happy smile. Get relief from Flesh and Beck Law. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is to call him right now at 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after the accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Hey, Scott Watley here from my friends at the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at 2650 West Hamden in Sheridan. Hey, it's a new year, and maybe it's time for some new gear. You've heard me talk about them for over 10 years, and maybe you still have not been able to get by and see all the Outdoorsman's Attic has to offer. The store is full of all you need for your next hunting, fishing, or camping adventure. 
As a consignment store, you never know what may show up, and the savings can range anywhere from 20 to 75 percent. From packs to sleeping bags, hunting clothing with brands like Sitka, knives, gun cases, and more. Downstairs, the basement's full of bargains, as well as Scott the Gunsmith can help you get your firearm cleaned up or fixed up. Save big on your next fishing, hunting, and camping gear at the Outdoorsman's Attic, 2650 West Hamden. Also, take a look at their firearms and ammo. It's the Outdoorsman's Attic. Tell them Scott sent you. This is KLZ 560 AM, your home station. Welcome back. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. I want to mention just a couple of our sponsors here to help make our show successful and help us here. And uh, first of all, one of the guys going to be on with us here shortly, Mr. Wilmar Court with Davis Tent. I want to thank them. And Paul the Waterman. You can catch our show, Water Talk, on Fridays, noon to one. And uh, Paul does a great job with us as well. And then Mile High Hunting and Fishing Expo, April 5th through the 7th at the Gaylord of the Rockies. Uh, you've been hearing a lot about that. And more will come over these next few weeks. But Please get your tickets, and um, we've got a great promo code for you. You can go to milehighhuntexpo.com. Use the promo code SOCR for Sportsman of Colorado Radio, SOCR2024, and you'll save $4 off your general admission ticket purchase. All right, we've got a jammed last half here for you, so we're going to try to get in as much as we can. And um, first of all, Dan Gates joins us. Dan's executive director of the Coloradans for Responsible Wildlife Management. And uh, the website there is savethehuntcolorado.com. We'll, we'll mention more. So, Dan, welcome to the show, sir. How are you? Not too bad, Scott. How are you guys? I'm doing good, man. I got Will on his way to Portland. I don't know if he pulled over or whatever, but I wanted to get Will on, so Will's with us as well. How are you, Will? Hey, Scott. I'm awesome. Yep, just got off the road, so all is safe. Okay, good deal. All right. Well, Dan, you know, I was sitting here thinking real quick here. All right, I just mentioned your executive director there. Uh, you're with the Colorado Trapper and Predator Hunter Association. You run an animal control business. You're the vice chair of something else. Help me out there. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the vice chair for the Colorado Wildlife Conservation Project right. and um, a plethora of other things that I sit on that uh, some have a lot to do with this and some don't, but it's all it's all uh, interconnected and circled back to each other. So let me ask you this just real quick. We all hear of things and there are things that are near and dear to us and all, and, you know, sometimes we get involved with things. Sometimes we just kind of try to stay as close as we – what made Dan Gates want to grab the bull by the horn, so to speak? in multiple <laughs> facets here with the outdoors well I've, i'm first and foremost i'm a, a lifelong sportsman and and while i do a, a variety of different you know avocational opportunities you know for uh, trapping and predator hunting and bow hunting and horseback riding and elk hunting and upland game hunting the, the biggest thing was seeing how colorado's demographics had changed historically you know from the mid eighties into the nineties with a couple of different ballot initiatives, uh, to ban the spring harvest of bears and ban trapping, uh, just the change in the ideology about how our state was looking at our natural resources, wildlife management, hunting and angling conservation efforts. And I saw a void and I thought that it was necessary to get involved at some capacity. And while that turns into be, you know, a story of, of uh, trials and tribulations for a lot of people, 
not only was was there a void, there was a great big giant gap that you'd almost walk into the front door and there was no subfloor. It was just a great big gapping hole in the basement. And I don't speak about that from a conservation perspective as a whole, but from a representation and a fight perspective. And I thought that things needed to be done differently and, uh, you know, tried to work with multiple organizations, entities, individuals, businesses, and, and, you know, legislatures and commissions. And we still are not where we need to be. But I think that our, our community in Colorado is getting significantly better, better represented, better engaged, better funded, uh, better relevant on the landscape. But if we'd have done a lot of this stuff starting back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, maybe we wouldn't be where we're at today. Maybe we'd be a lot further along. But I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm glad to be partners with guys like you and Wilmore Core and you know, individuals and, and entities and organizations. And we're going to come out of this stuff victorious. We're going to make Colorado's wildlife conservation efforts a lot better than what, what they have been mm-hmm. and hopefully sustain that in perpetuity. Sure. Well, one question, then I'm going to let Will ask you a few questions here. But um, what year was – and refresh my memory. I'm a little older. But uh, it was under Hickenlooper that we got things split up from the Division of Wildlife to Colorado Parks and Wildlife. Is that correct? 2011 under Hickenlooper. Yeah. Yes, okay. All right. That's so when it started. What What was the 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 reasoning behind that split? Now maybe we didn't know right then, or maybe you did. But as you look back on that, is that like I say? I would like to know if you know some reasoning behind why they did that. And then two, um, any ever way of getting that back? Well, it's a good question, and I think it's a confusing answer because a lot of people have their assumptions about you know, why they did what and, and what that did to the former division of wildlife. And you, know, you hear a lot of people say, well, parks needed to be bailed out, uh, which could be nothing further from the truth, because the way that wildlife and parks money is funded and where it comes in from, it has to be uh, in separate accounts. It can't be commingled. And if you start looking at Dingle Johnson and Pittman Robertson tax excise tax funds on the federal level, there's specific requirements that need to be adhered to. Uh, they did it thinking that they would be better able to streamline a, a lot of outdoor recreational opportunities, which includes hunting and angling. But by using the same offices and the same vehicles and the same management structure, but there's a different component, as you're all well aware of. You know, we've got parks and wildlife staff, and we have uh, park staff that do their stuff and wildlife staff that do their stuff under the parks and wildlife umbrella. But mm-hmm. it was it was done as an attempt although some might say it's a failed attempt at some levels and maybe a successful attempt at others, it was done as an attempt to streamline state government to some degree. And while I don't agree with all the, the components and mechanisms that made that happen, it's where we're at and it's what we got to deal with. And to your answer to your question about is there ever a way to change that back, maybe at some point if the need arose and people came together to talk to their legislators and talk to their elected officials to do so, but at this point in time, this is where we're at, and this is what we have to deal with. Sure. Hey, uh, Dan, this is Will. I I heard you on uh, road, or I heard your name brought up, and uh, Coloradans for Responsible Wildlife Management brought up on Rogan today uh, by Cam Haynes uh, and uh, Stephen Ranella. Uh, and obviously, this is you know starting to get what's going on in Colorado with the you know trophy hunting language and big cat ban is. Uh, getting a lot of attention nationally. I mean, what is it about this issue that's catching the eye and causing people to really uh, 
you know, defend hunting rights here in Colorado, but you're seeing it from a national basis. I think uh, from, and as, as Scott said, I'm an older guy. I'm, I'm 60. <laughs> and so it's easy to recognize what happened 35 or 40 years ago and, and look at that as a historical trend and taking that into, uh, you know, some sort of conceptual opportunity to, to figure out what we do to fight things. But guys today that are 35 and 40 years old, they don't remember that stuff. It, you know, it's, it's ancient history. It's, yeah. You might as well have happened in the Civil War. <laughs> and and, and th- for them to get engaged at the level that they are now because they see something that there's the new shiny object on the landscape as far as taking something away. Why would we want to take away big cat management, whether it's mountain lions or bobcats? Why would we want to prohibit and restrict uh, opportunities for management and avocational pursuits? Why would we want to bastardize the North American model of wildlife conservation? The flip side of that is back in 92 and uh, 96, when we had the the, uh, former initiatives that I mentioned, we didn't have the social media component in the capacities that what we do now. And the, the people that are dealing with a lot of this stuff from 25 to 40 years old, have that that's the way they live that's the way they socialize that's the way they you know provide news and, and interaction back and forth and i think it spread like wildfire will uh to the point to where we brought it to the attention and the forefront of people because of our immediate engagement through the supreme court the title board and the secretary of state and i started to figure out a way minimally i'm an old guy to utilize some of these social media components that then has just expanded so exponential you know to the point to where the guys that use it all the time, that they built their social networks up off of, they're helping to promote it like what we've never seen in the United States before, especially when it comes to the western United States where our population densities are a lot different than they are in the east. Yeah, it really, it really does seem incredible. Uh, one of the things I noticed, you know, when they had that conversation, and I think it's just great that they're having that conversation at that level so more people can learn about it. But what can... I don't care where you are in the U.S., if you're in Colorado, if you're in Pennsylvania or Maine or Louisiana, I mean, what is it that other than hearing about it, other than being aware of it, other than liking some post on Instagram, I mean, what can the average guy do? Great question, and that's the thing that we've been trying to crack the egg on for the last 25 years, and, and now that we've actually got uh, maybe cracked eggs sitting on the plate and we've got to try to figure <laughs> out what to do with them, um, we need funding. And, and just like with anything, to be able to be uh, competitive in a 15-round title bout that we feel like that we're in the third round of, we need funding. And we need local funding, we need regional funding, we need national funding. And we've been doing very, very, very well, as Will, you know, because you've been helping a lot of those issues behind the, behind the curtain here. Uh, but it's, it's remarkable that when we get 60 or 70 or 80 donations in in a day, and 90% of those are from around the country, Mm-hmm. That shows the significant outreach, interest, and outcry of our community from the hunting and, and hang, angling hook and bullet side that is like, we want to go hunt Colorado. We hunt Colorado. Uh, we used to hunt Colorado. I know somebody in Colorado. I like to vacation in Colorado. If this is happening in Colorado where everybody you know, has always said the West, if this can happen in the West, why can't it happen in the East? Why can't it happen in the Midwest? Sure. And I think that you're starting to see a resurgence of interest from those other states and those other communities. I mean, just the other day, I think on Thursday, we just got our donation from the 50th state. And, and Charles with Howl for Wildlife was down in South Carolina, and he <laughs> ran into a guy from Hawaii, 
and you got that guy to contribute on the website. We have donations from 50 states at this point in time. Wow. And I want to I want to say something that we're also getting industry support and organizational support and significant out-of-state landowner support that have property in this state and business support in and out of this state. This is not a one-off. It's just that we need to circle the wagons in Colorado because most of the other people out of state are seeing the importance of this, and the people in state are still kind of lagging along a little bit because we have to we have to deal with the current level of politics. We know what's going on at the Capitol and in our legislature and what things happened to us on a taxpayer base. Nobody else around the country really understands that. They're talking about stuff that they're they're hearing or seeing about that pertains to them. But this is something that Colorado has to deal with fully straight across the board. And there's other ballot initiatives that we're going to have to deal with this fall that people need to be aware of as well that we all have to vote on. The out-of-staters can't vote on it. They could, they could damn sure help us fund it so we can talk to the voters when the time comes later this summer. Right. Dan Gates is with us once again and also Will Marquardt. SaveTheHuntColorado.com, that is the website you can go to, and you can help donate and get more information. And, again, we will try to keep you up to speed each week uh, with just what's going on with all this. And, Dan, you know, you explain this. Well, you explain a lot of things better than most of us can. But one thing about, you know, I see a lot of things on social media, and, and I'll just use this as an example. Back on the wolf thing, they'll go, oh, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation didn't do anything, or this group didn't do anything, or this group didn't do anything. But you explain this in a way because – the way these groups are classified, there's certain things they can do. There's some things they cannot do, which the average outdoorsman, hunter, whatever, may not know that their hands are tied in some areas. So we don't have time to go through all of that, but briefly explain that. The biggest concern that people have is that the organizations that they are members of, they don't feel that are contributing, and nothing could be further from the truth for the majority of those. Most of those are 501c3s, while we are a 501c4, according to the Internal Revenue Service. And so we have the ability to be able to educate and promote on an advocacy level when it comes to campaign-type issues or things that go around our mission, which the mission of the organization is to enhance, promote, and defend the North American model of wildlife conservation and responsible wildlife management. All of those other acronym groups that you and I are all members of, that Will supports wholeheartedly in his business, mm-hmm. they're contributing to the to the maximum, you know, statutory level that they can or within their guidelines of what their tax structure is. We've got the partners like RMEF, Rocky Mountain Bighorn, National Wild Turkey, the Colorado Bow Hunters Association, Traditional Archers, SCI, Muley Fanatics, and many others that are participating at whatever level that their financial resources will allow them to do, but also be cognizant of the laws, rules, and regulations of what they can do. Because what we're fighting now on the big cat ban, which happens to be mountain lions, bobcats, and supposedly lynx, even though they're federally and state protected and we can't harvest them, what we're harvesting on our landscape doesn't necessarily maybe affect the mission of Rocky Mountain Elk or Mule Deer Foundation or whatever, because it's not in their mission, but it is in their mission in the sense of it has to do with all conservation efforts, 961 species of wildlife in the state of Colorado, and all the management objectives of what our particular state and every other state has to deal with, but they have to do it so meticulously and navigate that landscape appropriately to make sure they cross their T's and dot their I's. So when somebody says they aren't donating or they're not contributing or they're not funding or they're not outreaching, 
nothing could be further from the truth. It's just that they might not be the tip of the spear at this point because CRWM has done that since these ballot initiatives dropped uh, late September of 2023. Okay. Along with that, Dan, though, I'll tell you what I'd like to see every guy do that belongs to one of the acronym organizations that you mentioned many of. I'd like them to ask at a chapter, at their chapter level, what are we doing? I would like them to ask at a national level, what are we doing at a national level? Just to make sure that the organization that they are supporting is behind uh, what you're trying to accomplish here or put a little pressure on them to be behind it. Because if you look at the level that SCI chapters, for instance, came to the table uh, at in uh, Nashville, I mean, that's significant. It's kind of incredible. And there's no reason that more chapters, and I, I, we're getting a lot of support, so I'm not bagging on anybody specifically. I'm just saying as a member, it would make a lot of sense to be asking your local chapter, what are we doing? You bet. You bet. Yep. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, oh, Go ahead. And then, uh, Scott, if we have a time to sure. just have Dan talk about something else real quick. Uh, Dan, uh can you just talk a little bit about where this ballot measure is coming from, from a backing standpoint? I mean, you know, I guess people wouldn't necessarily know offhand if it's coming out of Colorado, if it's coming out of California, or where it's coming from, and who is behind this kind of thing. Well, as any sportsman would be well aware of, uh, our uh, political landscape in this state is is not to the best in our favor at this point in time. It's probably probably one of the most tumultuous times for sportsmen and women in conservation in Colorado history. And so while some of the ideology might happen here, the majority of the funding that we can tell is actually coming from several different groups with outside representation. And ironically, some of those individuals have moved into Colorado to act like they're Colorado residents. But there's a group called Cats Aren't Trophies, which is primarily funded, the best that we can tell, through the Animal Welfare Action for a Humane Economy, which is uh, run by Wayne Pacelli, the former CEO of the Humane Society of the United States. And then there's groups like Wild Earth Guardians and People for Ethical Treatment of Animals and Defenders of Wildlife and Prairie Protection and 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 a variety of others that are stepping in behind this whole deal to put their their mark on it because they want to be part of a victory. And that's, that's the biggest thing that we're trying to do is make sure that they don't get that victory. But outside influence about in-state management and political agendas all cross over. And this is the most boring topic of the week that anybody will have to listen to uh, when it comes to, you know, <laughs> sporting talk shows and stuff. But, but if people don't think that politics and agenda-driven mentalities are part of wildlife conservation and hunting and fishing, they need to open up their eyes because what happens behind the scenes is, is so significant to what we're able to do on the front side of things when it comes to our avocational pursuits and wildlife conservation efforts. And so the majority of the money is out of state, a significant amount of money is in state, but regardless of where the money comes from, it's the ideologies that are broad based throughout the United States by a very, very select few individuals, a, a minority of the population that no matter what we decide we want to do or how we want to do it, they want to take it away, they want to stop it, and there's no numbers that they could be satisfied with except for zero, and that's to take every single thing that every one of us does off the landscape. Right. Dan, aren't 70, aren't 70 to 80% of Americans not anti-hunting? I mean, 
it's amazing how many people, I mean, they may not be hunters, but they're not anti-hunting, right? And those are the people that they're really trying to, they're told the wool they're trying to, eyes or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, they're trying, they're trying to lie and deceive about 86% of the general public, and they want to make sure that their message gets carried to the point to where, you know, we are wrong and they are right, but we know better because we've got facts, data, statistics, funding, and all the stuff that goes into playing for conservation and wildlife management efforts. But they don't have a solution. They think that we are the problem, but they don't have a recommendation or an alternative except for to take us off and just leave it be to the natural side of things and hopefully accomplish their political agendas in the meantime. All right. Guys, I am up, and I hate to do this, but I'm up against a hard break here. I've got to hit real quick. Folks, don't go anywhere. we got more to come with Dan Gates, Executive Director of the Coloradans for Responsible Wildlife Management, Will Marquardt with Davis Tent. Don't leave. we got more information coming right back. Hey, Scott Watley here for my friends at Genesis 1-3 Electrical. I just want to mention a few of their specials they have going on right now. $25 off of ceiling fan installations, $100 off of car charging stations, and $75 off of any light fixture installed. They're locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured. No job is too big or too small. Call them at 303-381-2351. For more information, you can visit GenesisElectricalDenver.com. And Genesis 1-3 Electrical is our Haystack Help Home Team electrician. So give them a call, 303-381-2351, and tell them Scott sent you. Hey, Scott Watley here, wanting to introduce my friends over at Peak Honda World. They are Colorado's number one Honda Power Sports dealer for a reason. They are knowledgeable, friendly, and when it comes to Honda, they know their stuff. They are located in Littleton and have everything you need to take your hunting season to the next level. If you're looking for a durable four-wheeler, try the Honda Rancher or Rubicon. So go see my friends over at Peak Honda World in Littleton and tell them Scott Watley sent you. Honda recommends utility ATVs for riders 16 years and older and recommends that all ATV riders take a training course. KLZ 560 AM, your home station. All right, thanks for being with us today for Sportsman of Colorado. Again, my name is Scott Watley. Dan Gates is with us. As I mentioned, Executive Director of Coloradans for Responsible Wildlife Management. SaveTheHuntColorado.com for more information there. Also, our good friend Will Marquardt with Davis Tent. So, Dan, on this Initiative 101, um, I believe, I think I was watching a podcast you were on the other day, and you were talking about there was some uh, kind of a language change there in, in title only i think i'm probably not going to say that right so just explain where that's at with the, the trophy part of that so so first and foremost the listeners need to be aware that that the proponents withdrew initiative 101 and we are stuck with initiative 91 okay that they are now starting to gather signatures on that they have until july 4th to be able to get the required signatures so they withdrew 101 after we were challenging that to the Supreme Court. In the meantime, Initiative 91, that we got the initial title language changed and took trophy hunting out of the title itself, even though it remains in the measure, that was affirmed by the Supreme Court on January 4th. And the proponents thought that they'd like to continue moving forward with 101, but then they realized that their time was going to start running out on that, and so they withdrew that petition they went back to the original petition that we got changed, and now that's the direction that, they, that they've decided that they want to go. Gotcha. Will, go ahead, sir. 
Oh, I, I'm uh, patiently listening to uh, Dan. Uh, I guess the, the other thing, Dan, is that, of course, that everybody should be aware of at some point, even though we're focused on something called 91 right now, that number will have nothing to do with the ballot issue, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's just the, that's the title board number. And once all the titles get worked out through the, the process, you know, if you remember back in 2020, I think it started out as Prop 76 for the wolf issue, and then it turned out to be Prop 114. Uh, this one here uh, will likely be somewhere in the, in the early 100s. But what we're telling people, uh, Scott and Will, is to make sure that they're concentrating on the trophy hunting ban, the hunting ban, the big cat ban, whatever they want to call it, but not reference a specific number at this point in time because that will not be the final number on the ballot. Gotcha. And, Dan, real quick, what are a couple other things that you're working on? I know this this fur deal came about here and talking about, you know, flies and ties and all that stuff. That's that's the Denver residents should really educate themselves. It's in the city and county of Denver. It's a ballot initiative for the city and county of Denver residents to vote on this November as well. And they call it a fur ban, and it's to, to ban the sale of wild fur. But the way that it's written, it would actually prohibit the sale of beaver felt cowboy hats and fishing flies because they are done with wild fur. Um, there's some exemptions there for Native American cultures and indigenous people and tribes and so forth, like the, the powwow and the Denver market, the Indian market. But there's a component in there that if you're not Native American, you can't purchase the stuff and you can't sell the stuff if you aren't Native American. So it, it's a trade of, of optics and a shell game that these proponents are trying to bring to the table talking about just wild fur because it's it's you know they're talking about cruel and inhumaneness it has to do with every form of wild fur and in, in in our completion of our efforts for sustainable management and so forth i mean stop and think you couldn't sell cowboy hats in denver <laughs> no, you couldn't no. sell cowboy hats at the western national stock show because they're a beaver felt so that's one and then the other one is the, the slaughterhouse bill there's one slaughterhouse in denver it's a, a lamb slaughterhouse and it's been here for, I don't know, 70 or 80 years or whatever, and they're trying to take that away to where they couldn't have that. What they want to do is they want to, they want to prohibit and restrict our ability to be able to eat and decide what we eat, what we decide what to wear, and how we decide to manage our wildlife and natural resources. And I look at all these three, three things combined in some effort because it's the same mentality, the same agenda to stop any sort of animal husbandry, animal welfare, and animal consumption through practices that have been established over the last 125 years. And as I said earlier, it's not about how much. It's about the fact that we do any of it. And the opposition, the extremists don't care. They want to take it all away. Absolutely. Well, man, Dan, do this. I want you to look at your calendar. I want you to find when you've got an hour, and that may be 10 months from now. But I want you to find an hour, Will. I want you to find an hour, and dude, we need to do this again. I'm going to clear our schedule where we have the whole show because, I mean, gosh, I mean, there's so many things I want to get into, and man, we're just out of time today. But Dan, we appreciate all you do. I know I speak for uh, many of us here in the outdoor community. Man, we appreciate all you do, and we certainly want to help you in any way we can. So just you're always welcome here, and just keep letting us know what we can do, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, check check SaveTheHuntColorado.com and aim small, miss small. All right. Will Marquardt, Davis Tent. Hey, looking for a tent? Get by and see Will and his crew. And, Will, I will see you in Portland midweek, sir. 
Right on, brother. All right, we'll see you then. Thanks for being with us today for Sportsman Colorado. Remember, SaveTheHuntColorado.com. Also, the Mile High Hunting and Fishing Expo. Get your tickets now. MileHighHuntExpo.com. Use the promo code SOCR2024 and save $4 off your general admission ticket. Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.